stationary. Y'all know I love to take notes. I love to write. I love to write on paper. I love to write notebooks. Matt, what'd you get me for Christmas this year? I got you notebooks and pens and organizers. Correct. I love it. Uh, and I find that it genuinely helps me remember things better as opposed to typing them or like putting them on a, like a text file or whatever. Actually writing something down physically helps me a lot. It helps me organize my thoughts. It helps me get my work done. And ever since I got my new uh, iPad and I got the Apple Pencil with it, I have been doing that on there, and that's great. The only problem I've had with it, it doesn't quite feel like writing on paper, which I, is a feeling I like. We have the solution to that problem. That's right. Paper-like. As I mentioned at the top of the show, it's a screen protector for your iPad. It uses a proprietary technology called nanodots. With those nanodots, you feel the natural resistance of paper on your iPad screen. It is a paper-like feeling on your iPad. So if you're drawing, if you're taking notes, if you're using your iPad like you would a notebook, here's the way for it to really feel natural. And Chris, I know you love that. You you have an iPad, you got a paper-like and I'm sure it's, it feels just right for you. It does. It feels great to use. Also, Matt, you know I'm very particular about paper. I have yes. specific brands of notebooks that I will and will not use. And paper like feels good on the iPad. Uh, they also make accessories for the pencil to make the pencil a little more comfortable to hold. They make uh, accessories to help you clean the iPad as well. They've got it all. The ability to handwrite notes in a digital form is great to begin with, but getting that extra tactile feeling that makes me happy while I do it, <laughs> that gives me that little dopamine, that little serotonin burst that I like to have, is fantastic. The latest version of the Paperlike is manufactured in Switzerland using high-quality plastic foils designed for maximum picture clarity. You're not going to lose any of the definition of your iPad screen if you put a paper-like on there. And these foils are developed exclusively for paper-like products. It also always comes in a set of two, so you have a spare. Look, we know a lot of artists listen to this show. If you're an artist and you're looking for a way to make drawing on your iPad feel a little bit better, this is how you do it. So, to pick up your paper-like, head over to paperlike.com slash Ajax, click Buy Paper-like, and select your iPad size. From now, right now, until the end of January, Paperlike is also including their digital pro planner bundle at no extra cost for every order placed through the Paperlike store. Plus, shipping is completely free. So if you're ready to do more with your iPad, head over to paperlike.com slash Ajax to get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Comics Catch-Up. My name is Matt Wilson. Chris Sims, my co-host, is here with me. 
your co-ho-ho host. That's right. It's December. It's it's the time of Christmas. And we read comics that we didn't read before for this show. And I went to the bad website that has gotten so much worse and asked, what are some Christmas comics that we should catch up on? And longtime listener and question asker, Mike Donaghy, whose name I'm finally pronouncing correctly, recommended a Judge Dredd story. And I discovered that there are two Judge Dredd stories from that same year, 1989. And I was like, why don't we just read both? So that's what we're doing. We're reading a couple of Dreads on Comics Catch-Up this month for Christmas. Christmas Dreads. The Christmas Dread. We've all felt it. Yeah, we felt it for sure. We've looked at our bank account on December 26th. (laughs) We've gone to that old bridge and really thought about it. (laughs) We've, We've run our car into that tree that that man is extremely proud of. Did you know that the same bridge uh, that's in It's a Wonderful Life is also the bridge where Phil Collins watched that guy watch that guy drown? Wow. A lot of drowning happening at that bridge. They should put up a sign. The Phil Collins thing did not happen at Christmas, though. Right, yeah. It happened Uh, on Halloween. He did feel it in the air tonight, but it wasn't. The presence of Santa Claus. That's what you're saying? No. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You got it. Yeah. It is the weirdest thing in the world that that man, like, George Bailey, runs his car I thought you meant Phil Collins. I mean, that's, the, that's also rather odd. But George Bailey runs his car into a tree, and then that man's like, this tree's been in my family for five generations. Who knows that about a tree? I would not think of a tree as being in my family for <laughs> yeah. any length of time. Like, I mean, I, I get it because if you know it's your your family's home and has been for that long, like I get it, it's part of the land. But I don't know. That's a weird way to think of it. Yeah, it, 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 the t- trees belong to the world, is what I'm saying. I mean, a tree can belong to a person. A person can belong to a tree. Well, you know who would not... You know who would agree with you that trees are property? The law, Judge Dredd. That's true. He is the law, and he would agree with me. Yes. Which really, I should re-examine some things, (laughs) if that is the case. So... The Christmas story that Mike Donaghy suggested for us to read is the second one we're going to be talking about, uh, Little Spuggy's Christmas, which you can find in The Complete Case Files, Volume 13. The first one we're going to be talking about is 1989's Judge Dredd, The Santa Affair, which is included in Judge Dredd, The Restricted Files, Number 2. This story is, I believe, I didn't actually see any credits on the story itself, but I believe the story is by John and Alan Grant, with art Wait, by John Arthur... John and Alan Grant, not John Wagner and Alan Grant? 
it's uh, it's listed as being John and Alan Grant, like they're brothers. But maybe it is John Wagner and Alan Grant. I mean, that would make sense. This is around the time that they were writing a lot together. It, it was probably John Wagner and Alan Grant then. Uh, but the art is by Arthur Ranson, who the who the art in here is, I think, great. Yeah, it's like that, like very realistic gritty judge dread art um i think it looks really good yeah Um, i actually quite like the art on uh both of these stories and they they're they are different stylistically but i feel like they are also very like both very british comics they're both very 2000 ad uh to me oh Actually, there is there are credits on here. I just didn't see them the first time. The script is only credited to Alan Grant. So, uh-huh. I don't know. Where, I, I was looking at Arthur Ranson's website for credits, and he just said it's by John and Alan Grant. But the story itself only credits Alan Grant. So, there you go. Hmm. Well, uh, I believe, and I might have this wrong because I'm not the most well-versed, in the the thrill power of 2000 AD. Uh, but I believe Wagner at the time was still the editor mm, of 2000 okay. AD, so it might be a John Wagner's idea and Alan Grant ran with it. So what we get in this story is your classic Twas the Night Before Christmas but after the first line, all the words are changed. Mm-hmm. It's like a parody of Twas the Night Before Christmas. So it's Twas the Night Before Christmas and all through the city. The fairy lights sparkled, the snow lay so pretty. The spirit of goodwill was abroad in the land where comfort and joy were normally banned. Dreams of fat stockings filled every juve's head. Dreams that soon burst when Santa is dread. Because all the judges are dressed up like Santa Claus because they've been tipped off that a big robbery is happening at a store here on Christmas Eve. Spend more, it's called. Mm-hmm. That's that that's that cutting and insightful satire that 2080 is so well known for. <laughs> yes. So the heist that is occurring is fat blatt and his gang who are also all dressed up like Santa Claus. So we have two different groups dressed up like Santa Claus, mm-hmm. all the judges and fat blatt and his gang at the same time as this planned heist, a gentleman by the name of Cosmo P. Perman has learned that, his wife Sue is having an affair with Spend Moore's Santa Claus, uh, whose name is Umberto. Oh, by the way, Spend Moore is named after its owner, Mr. Spend Moore. Yeah, Mr. Spend Moore. It actually is a pretty good gag. <laughs> so the judges all get in position 
about to stop the heist while uh, Cosmo P. Perman is atop a, a roof across the street under a sign that says, Justice Department says, have a lawful Xmas. Wanting to snipe Umberto. Just as he is about to take his shot, the criminal gang swoops in in their Santa costumes and Cosmo shoots the wrong Santa. And he knows that he has shot the wrong Santa. And so he just starts shooting wantonly uh, to the point where, oh, well, Mr. Spinmore and Umberto end up dying in the fray. Uh, and finally, Judge Dredd has to shoot the sign down, and it falls on Cosmo, and he is crushed uh, under, again, very subtle, a, a sign that says, uh, Justice Department says, have a lawful Xmas. Yeah, and then at the end, the L gets covered up, so it says, have an awful Xmas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the end of the Night Before Christmas parody is uh, two judges lay lifeless, two wasted good men, two thugs died as well, but no pity for them. For Cosmo, Umberto, Spinmore, and Blatt, Christmas was over, as simple as that. The law's message is clear in this festive season. Even if your wife, che- wife cheats, don't lose your reason. Even if you're hungry, don't be tempted or misled, for dread will be watching and you might end up dead. Pretty grim. Pretty grim. I mean, pretty grim very... in that kind of like, you know, Alan Grant chuckling to himself at the keyboard. Yes, very true to the spirit of Judge Dredd. Like, this is a Judge Dredd story that is not as outlandish as some others. This is a story where Judge Dredd tells a kid that he'll get a thick ear. He yeah, says, which is, I believe is a very British expression. Beat it, kid, or a thick ear is what you'll get. Yeah. Hard to imagine that in its typical American accent. Yeah. What does that even mean? He's gonna, oh. gonna, gonna hit you in the ear, and it'll swell up. Yeah, a punishment or threatened punishment notionally taking the form of a blow around the head. Boy, oh boy. So that, that's that's a real idiomatic way of saying I'm going to beat a child. Yeah, you know, you know, it's it is definitely a Judge Dread story in every way. I reading it. It's in kind of like a standard length of Judge Dread. Just break me off, break me off a bit of Judge Dread. The star here is definitely the art. Like, yeah, for sure, there is like a Mobius quality to it. It's incredible, like you said. It's really good, yeah. Story-wise, it is... I almost want to say... Prescient? Like, in 1989, this was... Satire, and in 2022, this is, like... Too real. (laughs) And that's a bummer. And... Yeah, I I think there's a lot of dread like that, honestly. Yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't necessarily know that when I was like, oh, we'll read this uh, this comic about Santa Dread. But, I mean, there in some ways there's something to be said for 
Judge Dredd kind of predicting the future <laughs> like it did here. Um, this is all to the stuff we hear about now and that happens now isn't necessarily like a jilted husband tries to kill a guy who's cheating with his wife, but um, but still, circumstances that certainly exist today. Uh, so, points for prescience, Alan Grant. For sure. Uh, all right, we'll rank at the end. But let's talk about the other Judge Dredd Christmas story that we had on tap. Uh, Little Spuggy's Christmas, which is by John Wagner. This one's a John Wagner joint for sure, uh, with art by Jim Bikey. And this one starts with everybody getting let out of prison. ISO block 47. Everybody's getting granted early release on Christmas Eve. Yeah. And this one also has like a, it has an unusual narration to it, but like not, not like a direct parody of any particular Christmas thing, but kind of like, like Burl Ives on a Rankin Bass uh, special is, is how I, I sort of took it. Yeah, it is kind of like that. Uh, it's it's very, I don't know, fable like. I suppose uh, it's it's supposed to have that sensibility to it, and it definitely does. Uh, but you know, they're letting everybody out of this ISO unit. They're ISO billing block. it as a gesture of Christmas goodwill, but the real answer is that uh, all of the ISO blocks are overcrowded. <laughs> So they need Correct. to let people out. But they're keeping an eye on some of these people, including Little Spuggy, who is described as a scumbag of the first magnitude. And so Judge Dredd is keeping a tail on him. We also find out that a transmitter has been put in his body, Little Spuggy's body, uh, when he had surgery on a hernia. So the judges can track him everywhere. So Spuggy's first stop is to go to the Lame Duck, which is a bar. Mm-hmm. And he meets up with his pal Freak, who is a real weirdo. Just a just <laughs> a real weird-looking character. As, as well, I mean, kind of everybody in this story is a weird looking dude. Like Spuggy himself is also very weird looking. Yeah, he's like bald, and he's got this like hard face, and he's like with, three and a half feet tall. That also, yeah, but he's got yeah, like he's got this very like Lee Marvin kind of face. <laughs> and he's wearing like low tie it's (laughs) yeah but you know what this art is like it's kind of like mad magazine it has a little bit of a mag quality to it yeah yeah the way that freak looks with his like really exaggerated features and his like bow tie and vest it's just it just looks kind of like you know something you would see in a mad parody. He looks like a character of 
of someone, but you don't really know who. Mm-hmm. Huge teeth this guy has. Some real local newspaper political cartoon Ross Perot vibes. Very much so. <laughs> so Spuggy shows up and he says, uh, where's my stash, freak? Do you have it? And uh, Freak and Spuggy are immediately ready to betray each other. <laughs> as soon as Freak like lets Spuggy know where his stash is, which includes the black book, which has the details on like 40 years worth of organized crime. But as soon as Spuggy gets the black book, he turns around and he and Freak both shoot each other. Uh, Freak is shot dead and Spuggy gets it in the gut, messing up the tracking device that's been put inside his body. So he escapes and Dr- and Dread has to like follow him since they can't track him uh, on their digital tracker anymore. Spuggy ends up going back to his girlfriend Thelma's own old place on the Damon Runyon block. And he finds Thelma with another guy, another ridiculous looking character, an absolute jughead quality to this fellow. Like he's wearing jughead's hat. Well, it's, he's, it's, it's a crown from a Christmas cracker, which again is a very British thing to throw into this comic. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Like, I only know that incidentally, but that's what that is meant to be. Okay. It makes him look like Jughead. Uh, But he's wearing, like, suspenders and a really weird tie thing and super high-waisted pants. He's just a a goofball. Also, he's wearing the watch that... uh, that Thelma got him, and it still has the tag on it <laughs> that says "Merry Christmas to Ron." That's what I always do with my Christmas presents: is I just put them on immediately without taking any tags off. Yeah, I mean, how, that's the way everybody knows it's a Christmas present. Anyway, so Ron uh, says, "Hi, Ron's the name. I'm an ins- I'm an insurance." And Spuggy says, "You don't say. Me too." And he just sh- shoots Ron dead. Which leads Thelma to say, Spuggy, no, forgive me. I was getting sick of him anyway. I'm sorry I ever informed on whoops, which makes Spuggy extra mad. And he's like, you're the one who blew the whistle on me? And he is about to throw Thelma seemingly off the balcony of this very tall building. When Judge Dredd shows up and says, let her go, creep. Spuggy tries to pull out his gun on Dredd. So Dredd has to shoot him, and Spuggy falls onto the star of the tall Christmas tree sculpture that's in front of the building. It's not an actual Christmas tree. And he explodes with electricity. That panel is wild. It is pretty wild. It's it's pretty, though. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Thelma observes, kind of pretty, ain't he? Like the Christmas angel. And Dredd says, nearest he'll ever get. 
Uh, because Buggy gets fried, the black book with all the information in it also is burnt to a crisp. So Dredd doesn't get any of the information he wanted. But Thelma uh, has a happy ending because Ron had a huge insurance policy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's rare to see a happy ending in a Judge Dredd comic, but here we are. Thelma got one. Yeah, Thelma is delighted. The last panel is her dancing and singing with a garland wrapped around her, drinking champagne. Yep, she's having a, a heck of a time because because uh, Ron had had quote several fat policies on his life. Ah, uh, a fun one. Do you think that's like how like when you work at a comic book store, you just get a bunch of comics? Because you like comics. Uh, or, you know, same thing if you, you're like a gamer who works at a game store. Uh, like, you think this guy was just like really into insurance? And so he just kept buying seems, himself insurance policies? Seems like it. He was both seller and customer. They say don't get high on your own supply. Ron clearly disavowed that notion. He loved insurance in all forms. He loved, loved to it. sell it. Loved to sell it. Loved to buy it. Loved to have it. All right, Chris, let's rank these. Uh, I think you're right in saying that the Santa affair is kind of one standard length of Judge Dredd. Like, it's not a bad story. It's kind of a bummer, but many Judge Dredd stories are. Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's a bummer in the way that, like, most Judge Dredd stories are. It also has, like we said, really, really good art. Like, you cannot deny that. Absolutely beautiful art, yeah. It's very much a story that's like, hey, a bunch of people dress up like Santa Claus and get shot. <laughs> like, that is the that is the end of the story there. Which seems kind of like a little bit disappointingly low effort for a, a Judge Dredd Christmas story. Like, you only get to do one of these a year. And there's 52 issues in 2000 AD. Like, but weirdly enough, these weirdly enough, these were both published in 1989. Yeah, that's true. One of them isn't an annual. Yeah. So, um, you get to do a couple of these a year, I guess. And at this point, Alan Grant had been doing these for a while. So, you know, but still. I think it may have been a situation of like we only have a handful of pages, so we got to knock out this story real quick. I don't know; it, it's it's hard to say. But our current lowest ranked Judge Dread story, our current lowest ranked Judge Dread story is actually Batman Judge Dread Judgment on Gotham, which is not good. Which is at number 908. Yeah. It's readable, but it's certainly not my fave. Uh, above that is Judge Dredd, The Day the Law Died, at number 857. Uh, the Day the Law Died is... I See, I would say this is not... Like, The Day the Law Died is better than this. Because, again, okay. this feels like very standard to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it better than the Batman Judge Dredd crossover? Yes. Yes. Okay. I don't think it's better than Batman vs. Predator, which we have at number 907. 
Mm. 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 Matt, I know you love Batman versus Predator. It so is much. actually it is actually fun. It is actually fun. That's true. Like it's way better than Batman versus Predator has any right to be. Yeah. If I'm being honest. Which is which is not it has no right to be good at all. <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking maybe this one goes a little bit lower. You know what's actually pretty good is Judge Dredd versus Predator. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like I I th- I think it's better than Batman Judge Dredd, which is right under Batman versus Predator. So well, I but I'm looking at stuff under Batman Judge Dredd and I, there's stuff I would put this below. I mean, for all of its flaws, this is legit some of the best art I've seen in a hot minute. That's true. Uh, okay, we can put it at the new number 908. So, okay. Judge Dredd, uh, this story is called The Santa Affair. That'll go with the new number 908. I think Little Spuggy's Christmas is better. Yes. I think, like, in terms of, of writing, for sure, the art, like I said, is a different style, but still, like, a very fun style that I I would look at both of these and be like, ah, oh, yes, European comics. Ah, oh, yes, 2000 AD. That's what both of these look like. The, the, the art in Little Spuggy's Christmas is more, like, obviously satirical, I feel like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you could look at the Santa affair and think that it was intended to be a serious story. Yeah. I don't think you... The, the mad magazininess of uh, Little Smokey's Christmas, I think, has to be an indicator that um, it's 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 for, for goofs. For laughs and goofs. I'm just going to start at number 900, which is The Invisibles. Is this better than The Invisibles? That's very tough. <laughs> That's a weirdly tough one, bud. I mean, I don't feel like anybody put on a fiction suit to go into this one. That's true. But I also don't really enjoy reading The Invisibles. That's also true. Gravity Volume 1 is at 899. This has to be better than than Hot Claws for Hanukkah. Okay, yeah, I okay. It's not better than Rosalind playing Calvin Ball, though. Okay, the, I'm fine with that. So with the new number eight ninety five, uh, little Judge Red, little Spuggies, Christmas. I do appreciate the fact that Judge Dredd has like. A whole bunch of Christmas stories. Yeah. It would be easy to just say, like, oh, this is a future that's so devoid of hope that there is no Christmas anymore. But they didn't do that. They they kept they kept Christmas and did a whole lot of stories with it. Just like the spirits said. <laughs> I thought that Dread did the it's not Christmas anymore, it's it's Xmas gag, like the same gag that Futurama did. Yeah. But I guess I just got confused. I think they call it Xmas in some stories, 
but it's also called Christmas at yeah. times. Uh, so, well, Chris, I think that's going to wrap us up. Just like uh, a present. Just like the gifts under the tree. Uh, just hope that it's not stolen, because Judge Dredd would be mad about that. That's true. But, I mean, honestly, what's he not going to be mad about? Yeah. T- angry guy. Not mean a fella. happy man. Mean fella. Kind of mean, very unhappy. If you would like to support us catching up on comic stories every month and doing two-hour Every Story Ever specials and doing the weekly War Rocket Ajax show and also doing Movie Fighters and Snack Situation, you can help us out with your support on Patreon at patreon.com slash warrocketajax. Uh, a little charity and goodwill. <laughs> charity might be a stretch, but uh, a little Christmas cheer to us uh, would be greatly appreciated. Uh, so if you can go over there and kick in a dollar or two every month, that would uh, be great, and we would really appreciate it. Uh, we would also appreciate five-star reviews on the podcasting app that you use. Um, Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever it is that you get your podcasts, if you can give us five stars, that would be so, so nice of you to do. Our website is warrocketajax.com. It has every episode of the show we've ever done. Our email address is warrocketpodcast at gmail.com. If you have a suggestion for a comics catch-up or some other thing, uh, let us know there, and we will try our best to catch up on your suggestion, or we'll at least put it in our poll for listeners to vote on. Tumblr, warrocketpodcast.tumblr.com. Twitter, warrocketpod. We have a Discord. If you want to join that Discord, uh, just let us know, and we'll get you an invitation to it to join the community of War Rocket Ajax fans. If you want to find me and my stuff, go to mattdwilson.net to find links to my books, my comics, my other podcasts, and my social medias. Chris, where can people find you? Everybody can find me by going to the-isb.com. That's my website. It has links to the things I do. It's about time for me to do my annual update to that site, which I don't think I did in the calendar year 2022. So won't that be fun? For everyone. Look forward to it, everybody. Wait, Await it with bated breath. Don't, though. Take as many breaths as you think you might need. We'll be back in January. I think we're already pretty sure of what we're going to be catching up on in January. I think it's going to be Heroes Reborn, which oh, we yeah. read some of, but didn't read all of, and uh, which is right up our alley. So that should be a fun catch-up episode. Uh, But in the meantime, Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays, whatever it is you celebrate. Uh, We'll be back in the new year. uh, And uh, we hope you have a a great set of holidays. Yeah, or just a nice December. That's right. If you're, if you're celebrating the solstice, I hope it's a very long night. Matt, I have great news. <laughs> Bye, everybody. We love you. Bye, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. We love you. Bye.